Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. I am one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal. Hey, guys, and I'm Rob Federick, and I am just thrilled to be here again tonight. Thrilled and chilled. Rob Schulte here. Guys, it's Halloween month. We celebrate all month long. It's it's the week of Rob Federick's birthday, so we decided to let him choose a movie. (laughs) Uh, It's the only time they ever let me choose. (laughs) The one day. He gets gets out of control, as we all know, through this podcast. Um, Rob, what did you bring to the table today? So... I want to give a little background here that uh, I was a huge fan of the show Tales from the Crypt when I was a kid. And subsequently, they made a movie and I saw that movie and that movie has now made it to our podcast today. And that is Demon Knight. Wow. Yes. Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Um Right in the heyday. What was this? 1996, something like that. Uh, it was like 1993, dude, or 1992. I yeah. think you might be. I more think it's correct. 93. Check the check the back of your VHS I, box. I, I do have the box right here. Uh, 1995. Five. Wow. Okay. And and I gotta say, this is a definite movie you have to have on VHS because that's how oh, it came yeah. out. Home video. This is, is it the, punchable? It. Are we going there right now? Well, I, I thought that uh, last time we threw some flags and said we're going to start rating at the end. But, oh, uh, we can rate it. Let's rate it at the end. Let's I guess well, our I, rating I, maestro who chose today's movie can make the final choice. Yeah, you, you, I guess like for some movies, it's cool to throw the rating at the end, but I can I can drop this one at the beginning, and then we can, do, we can always do a post rating after. Wow, yes. So for me, Demon Knight is... I honestly think it is a punchable film in the sense that Tales from the Crypt was such an iconic show. And like, this is sort of the hate, like that show had, I don't know, like 10 seasons or something like that. This was sort of at the peak of its success. And they came out with a feature that they wanted to do that I think went to theaters, but still looks like a TV made movie for some reason. (laughs) But it's just got some elements of cheesy 90s weird horror that is it just felt like a long tales from the crypt episode in a lot of ways so i recommend that everybody at least see it once so uh <laughs> yeah. yeah and if you, you haven't just, seen it you could just jab yourself in the eyes in the green eyes and you know uh not you'd never it. be a demon and ever never again demon. um if you haven't seen it though i can read the back of the box just Please to do. familiarize our audience who doesn't want to I don't know who can't put up with that many puns in one sitting. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. So Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight, the Crypt Keeper, one of the hardest working stiffs in showbiz, makes his big scream debut hosting this diabolically funny frightmare that will leave you shrieking for more. Billy Zane is the seductively evil collector, forever in pursuit of Breaker. Played by William Sadler, a mysterious drifter with an ancient key that holds the power to block the forces of darkness from destroying humanity. In his quest for the key, the collector conjures up some gruesome cadre of cadavers. Jesus, who have definitely been out of the freezer too long. 
to bedevil the inhabitants of a run-down hotel. Armed with a sacred blood of automatic weapons and really strong stomachs, Breaker and the beautiful strong-willed Geraldine, played by Jada Pinkett, and the other hotel boarders must try to defeat the Collector and his fiendish army. Who among them will make it to the morning light? That's also a pun in the spelling. Uh, watch your backs, boils and ghouls, while you savor this terrific tale of good versus evil that boasts awesome special effects. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Plus the Crypt Keeper's brand of defrightful deadpan humor. <laughs> You'll die laughing. Wow, are you guys still awake over there? So, oh my god. Wow. I didn't mean to interrupt in the middle of your back of the box, but that was the longest. I think that holds the record for the longest back of the box, except for what was the other one that we read that told the whole movie right away? Oh, uh, all of all of the bad ones? Yeah, sidekicks, Peter. Sidekicks told you the whole movie. The, I th- yeah, in that's right. That's box. right. That's what it was. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> this yep, one yep. was less informative, but way more boring. So uh, I didn't know that Billy Zane's character was called the Collector. Yes, yes. I think they mentioned that briefly in the movie a couple of times, where he just refers to him as like he's the dude who collects. Um, but yeah, Rob, I'm glad you chose this movie because um, very important in my childhood as well. But I don't, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it when it played like every four hours on HBO. Because <laughs> there was that time when HBO, you know, would only have like four or five films at a time and you would just rotate. And sometimes movies yeah. would go back to back to back if they really wanted to promote them. And it would make sense that a Tales from the Crypt movie would get heavy rotation. Absolutely. Uh, well, it was, since- it, that was a time when it was just uh, HBO. Now you have HBO Max, HBO West, HBO East, <laughs> right, HBO right, West, right. HBO right. That. There's a yeah. lot. And no on demand. You know, it's exactly. just like we control what we're showing you on the channel that you pay for. Exactly. Yeah. This was I- HBO and it's like my opinion prime heyday because that was like in its infancy when it was still like a rebellious like home box office yeah you know. free game of thrones right well, well Tales yeah, was I sort mean, of the game of thrones of its day i feel uh, like like well was a- hbo is always like experimenting with tv you yes. know like what are our shows especially like before sopranos right oh way so, before yeah yeah well i mean like sopranos was the changing point Yes. For HBO television, I think, because like what well, you had Tales from the Crypt, you had Taxi Cab Confessions. Yeah. Had, it was always the late night saucy TV. Yeah. yeah. And they, but like, I mean, look at Tales from the Crypt. It was like creepy old stories, but there was like everything was like, this person's horny and they also want to kill someone. Well, um, the intro to this movie should be a dead indicator of what it is. Yeah. We were watching it, and uh, and Jen had never seen it, my, my my girlfriend, and she just goes, "Oh my god, there's titties!" Like <laughs> like right off the bat, and I'm like, "Just wait, just wait." It, yeah, it, it all falls in context. Wait till you see Bordello of Blood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is a this is definitely a fun movie for Halloween, and I it brings yes. back a lot of memories. Peter, did you watch this as a kid? I did not actually. This is the first time, you know, I have a confession. I've never watched Tales from the Crypt. Wow. I knew about it. 
I never watched it. I knew it was like that little funky puppet thing that was just like, okay, what is this? What like why am I watching it? You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I barely could well, when I was when I was younger, me and my brothers, we barely could even sit through an episode of like not not even not even an episode. First five minutes, we're like, okay, I can't do this. This yeah. yeah. So um so yeah, so this is the first time I've ever sat through a Tales of the from the Crypt. Uh, genre show movie whatever you know and um for me for me all these 90s tv shows they all look the same when the mm. opening happens it's like you know you got like a you know it it goes directly into the action and then the, you got all the words the the names underneath you know oh this is the director the main actor and all it's it reminds me of what i talked about when we were reviewing laura when uh, all of the film noir movies, they all have the same type of yeah. intro. You have a picture, and then the credits go across it. Same thing. All these, like you got Highlander, uh, the the Highlander movie, TV movies. You got this, these movies. You got any any movie from the '90s that was a TV made movie. All of a similar t- style in their opening. Yeah, which I, I find mean, I find funny. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, and I think like it's funny that you. Uh, match it up with Laura because like these are based off of like 1940s pulp stories. Yeah. You know? So like, right. Right. Laura right. being around that time as well, like seeing any sort of similarities between a tales from the crypt movie and Laura is pretty. Yeah. Fun. Well, and, and the cool thing is that they really took that 1940s essence because uh, a lot of the Tales from the Crypt episodes are based on the actual ep- like issues that came out yeah, for the comic, yeah. and they just modernized them in the, in the 90s. But I got to tell you guys, I I saw this movie it, as much as you could expect to watch this type of movie. We went into I lived in Venezuela at the time. We were we were kids. There was this basically movie rental store right like a like like a like a you know like a video store like back in the day where like like that would be in this movie right like like yeah like a a rental like a blockbuster but not chain but mom and pop and it was called alcantars and it was a it had a bunch of movies but it also used to get like pirated movies and i think it must have gotten the pirated version of this and my dad (laughs) and i used to watch a lot of Tales from the Crypt. So when the movie came out, I'm like, oh, dad, that's the Tales from the Crypt movie that they've been advertising. So he took the VHS to the counter and he was writing and the, and the video clerk, who was this dude with like a beard and long hair, like typical video, like 90s movie clerk. <laughs> now, now, yeah. now, they work, now those guys work at uh, Apple. Uh, yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right. Exactly. Like he's an Apple, yeah, Apple genius as they call him. And uh, the guy just goes, are you, are you going to watch this with your kids? And my dad's like, yeah, we watched the show. And he's like, look, man, like, I, I got to just tell you, I watched this movie last night. This movie is, like, really fucking intense. Like, yeah. you know, like, and then my dad's like, well, maybe I'll, I'll watch it first before, you know, you guys watch it. And he told us. And he went and he saw it and he was like, all right, I guess, I mean, minus the titties at the front, like, it's going to be pretty intense. It's pretty gory but for the time. Go sure. watch it. And we fucking loved it. Like, we ate it up. Like, we thought it was crazy. Well, Well, why wouldn't you, you know? Back to what Jen said. Yeah. Or actually, like, she was like, oh, titties at the beginning. And then she said, don't worry, it's all in context. I don't understand what context you're talking about. Because, like, the beginning (laughs) of the movie has nothing to do with the movie itself. And the ending of the movie has nothing to do. So how is it in the same So, So the context is that 
every time you watch an episode of Tales from the Crypt, for uh-huh. anybody who hasn't seen the show, right? Edit, yeah, living under a rock. I've been living under a rock for the last 38 years, the, guys. The comic book always was you either went to the Vault Keeper, the Old Witch, or the Crypt Keeper to hear a horror story being told. So the idea of the show was that you, it always starts with this intro, you walking into this old creaky house, oh, yeah. and you make it down into the Crypt where the Crypt so Keeper comes up. It's more than just the Crypt Keeper. Well, in the, the comics, comics book, yeah. In the oh. show, they focused on the Crypt Keeper. Gotcha. And the Crypt Keeper is the one that's the Rod Serling of the Twilight Zone type of guy yeah, yeah, that's yeah. telling you the story. So okay. he's iconic because they always gave him little bits at the beginning and at the end of each tale that had puns and stuff intended on him. So they started this movie with like glorifying that moment as if like, oh my God, the Crypt Keepers now made it big into Hollywood. I've busted out of my crypt and now they want to pay me for screams? So he's the one that tells the stories. So essentially he's telling us the story of Demon Knight, which by the way, we got to talk title. Yeah. Yes, we do. (laughs) Especially. Let's, uh, Let's talk title after this break. We're back. It's Madrigal at the movies with Rob and Rob. I was trying to think of a fun pun to do. <laughs> Madrigal in there. at the was... crypt. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's not a pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a question. Well, first of all, I have a, uh, I have an assessment actually. Ooh. So, uh, Rob's last two choices both have to do with knights. You yes. Green knight, and that's true. Yeah. Kind of hilarious, you know. Still Just, wondering where the knights are in this movie. I know, that, and that's the first thing that I thought. I was all like, "Ooh, we're gonna watch a movie about a knight who goes and hunts a de- instead of a knight who goes and hunts a green knight. Right, he right. goes and hunts a demon knight, or a demon knight is hunting demons. So can that's I? That's what I was waiting for. I was like, "Ooh, chivalry. Ooh, armor, swords. All right, I'm excited." And then, oh, because you and, never heard of this before. yeah and then yeah. all of a sudden you get a car scene at the beginning i was like wait this is in middle ages what is this right like, and the filter entire time, i haven't heard this song in ages yeah exactly filter, that's true I'm, I'm waiting for the actual demon knight to show up so what is the de- who is this so, who's the demon knight what by the is way the, what is where's happening? the kajorian there you go thank you where's the kajorian <laughs> i need kajorian <laughs> all right well i will say one thing i always thought I don't know why I never noticed this until now that it was actually Demon Knight with an N. And then I was like, oh, that's right. They did it. They did do a K. I never really picked up on it until this watch through that Billy Zane, when he's got Jada Pinkett and he's holding her, he says, I've never had myself a Demon Knight before. And I think the idea is that whoever carries the key of blood is the Demon Knight. Like he slays, de- like he oh. fights demons. Because he said it and I was like, Oh, that's what, because I always thought it was just like, they just wanted to make it different looking. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, but, I was. But th- I had said- a similar thought, actually, because I, I think obviously since we just watched Green Knight, we're all a little attuned to K-N-I-G-H-T's here. <laughs> right. Um, and I, grew I, and up, I, was a, uh, I grew up with K-N-I-G-H-T's. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to be a K-N-I-G-H-T. So did I, baby. <laughs> but I, uh, you know... I, it, it it was one of those things going into this that I was kind of excited about uh, because I was like, oh, maybe I just didn't get that part as a kid. I haven't seen this in 20 years. You know, like, what's going on here? But yeah, it wasn't until that moment, Rob, that I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it makes sense, but 
it's probably a little bit of both. They're probably like, hey, this was, is a little bit more striking on camera. Gives add some depth on the poster, you know, if we spell it with the K. That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, it's like both. I, said, I was, uh, and then when he started doing the flashbacks to Jesus on the cross, I was like, okay, so we're gonna have a flashback to him hunting demons as a knight, right? And instead, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they just passed it down, pass this, uh, this, this key down, generation, gen- completely skipping the Middle Ages, mind you. They yeah, I was gonna say it's like it Jesus, goes to like World War One, World War One, and then <laughs> modern era, uh, you know, uh, sure. the nineties, and it's like, what happened? You're missing the whole segment where this guy is supposed to be like, I was waiting for uh, him to be knighted or something. And it would have been cool if he had been around for 2000 years, but it says like, Oh, it's just passed down, passed down, passed down. That doesn't make it special. Yeah. You know, like the, the blood of Jesus uh, in, in, in medieval, in Arthurian tales is of course the Holy grail. So I thought they were going to play this off as the Holy grail. Instead it's just like, Oh, it's just some dude's blood. What's so special about the dude? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think the thing is that, like, the, he even says that, like, some of it is still Christ's blood, and it's like how not if there. they're pouring it out like that, right? Right, but I mean, there's still residual blood there. Yeah. Left. They try and say like, once it's mixed, it's all the same. You know, right. it's essentially okay. like you just can never run out. You have to refill, even if there's only a drop left, and gotcha. then if you do it worse, but still, it's such a weird like. Now, last Halloween, I binged almost every episode of Tales from the Crypt. Mm, So I'm pretty fresh on it. And a lot of them aren't as good as I remember. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're still a blast to watch. A blast to watch. But they weren't as, now that I'm an adult, they didn't feel as adult anymore. You know, um, oh, there's some terrible ones. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's then there's some real <laughs> fucked up ones, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but but the thing is, is that like they all really work for that like one hour time frame. Oh, yeah. And I think that hour or half hour. I thought they were like a half hour, aren't they? I think they were like 40 minutes or so. It's okay. a HBO right. gap. You know, right. it can be 30 minutes. It can be 50. But like, um. Some of them, it might have been half hour, but regardless, they worked in a shorter time frame because they were a TV show, and it feels like a little bit in Demon Night that it would have been an awesome episode, but it's, there's a lot of thumbs in this pie, it feels like. There's a lot of shit going on for not a lot of story. Mm. A lot of characters. Yeah, here's, no, there's, here, there's a lot of characters. Here's yeah. what I will say. There are great characters. It definitely suffers... Of like '90s character building back in the day, like very very <laughs> typical thing. But can I just say that I remember just some guy with no hair being the bad guy when I was a kid, and then I didn't realize like maybe I don't know when I was 14 or so. I rewatched and I'm like, holy shit, that's Billy Zane. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool dude. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, but no, he's fu- look, I'm. You can say anything you want about this movie or whatever, but like Billy Zane, like killed it in this role because it's not an easy movie to like make it awesome in terms of a character because it's so cheesy in a lot of ways. And even though there are moments that are cheesy with him, he does that exceptionally well. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, like, but I think he plays the villain 
Billy Zane's Pretty like bad. the the fourth most talked about person or subject on this uh, on, on this, this podcast. On this podcast, he yeah. comes I mean, up like, a lot. He does come up. I mean, like Titanic. I mean, he's not yeah. number one. Apparently, number he one got is... his role in Titanic from this movie. <laughs> number one is Superman two. And... <laughs> Slither. Oh, I say it every. God, but you know. I thought that this was uh, Billy Zane's best performance other than maybe um, Titanic. I don't know. It's funny that you bring up um, Zoolander because I want to go with Mugatu from uh, Zoolander for Halloween this year. Oh, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, yes. Go... But what does he say when they kick him out or something? He's just like, you hold run, run, motherfuckers, or whatever. Like, oh, he, like... That's actually the part that like made me kind of like cringe because I thought it was I don't know. Something about it was really awkward to me, but like, he's like, you think I want to be a cowboy out here, motherfuckers? Like, I'm playing the part of the human in Texas or in Arizona or whatever. You know, he's like trying to act like... stuck with that the entire movie. That would have been cool. But instead, he takes the hat off and the... I kind of like that he was like that at first and then he kind of removes it as in like, it's time for demons. And then... Yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought that like... I don't disagree that Billy Zane was awesome in this movie because I think he is, but I feel like there's so much that's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's that what what I'm trying to say more so is that he took a role that would probably be very cringy in a movie. Like if another actor (laughs) made it, true, you know, and he actually made it pretty damn watchable. Like he owned it. Like, I'll say this. He was the most believable of all the actors. <laughs> you mean, you mean he was entertaining, but like that, like I was like, okay, it doesn't feel like he's acting. Like yeah. some of the other actors felt like they were reading lines. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I, I, like, like what, what's that? The good guy. Yeah. It just, you know what? It just felt breakers. very student film yeah. like to me, you know, speaking of speaking of, I will yeah. say though, that I feel like the time Billy Zane looked like he was acting the most was that scene that we were just talking about. That felt like the subtleties with the cops felt perfect, but the like motherfucker thing felt like the like, yeah, he Hey, here's an extra take. Let's go. have some fun, <laughs> which is I, great. I, but I just liked it. Cause I thought it was like, he just, Fuck, he just went there. Like, he just did. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, but like, I, mean, like, but I, I feel like in the tone of the movie, that's the one that felt like acting, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, I want to I wanna address the, the, the scene itself, the, the, the set, where they're at, the hotel. Yeah. Do these yeah, people just, just live in this hotel? Uh, what's the economy <laughs> yeah, in this they, town? They hang out. Does the, does the prostitute just get, like, a room for free or something here? I mean, like, well, that's I'm where she so takes confused. all her clients. So yeah. she lives there, right? I mean, I'm I'm so confused. I think they all like, do. I think you got to look at this place as like a halfway house that sometimes yeah. people live like pay money to stay there. But like the Thomas Hayden Church characters, also obviously like, oh, I want to go have sex, so I will go there and um, be abusive. And yeah, <laughs> this is where I can get away he's, with it all. He's got he's got nipple claps, <laughs> but like the. My nipples oh, yeah. are smoking. <laughs> you know, I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. He was um, so fucking surfer dude too, but like, yeah, also a biker dude in this one, which was a weird mix. I it thought was a weird mix. Yeah. yeah, 
You have there's, he has a leather jacket with a Hawaiian shirt with the mesh shirt underneath. Like what? <laughs> like it's so confusing to me. You know? I'm just like 1995 didn't know what it wanted to be. <laughs> those three things don't go together. Also, I do want to talk about one thing that does bug me about this movie, and I guess I, I guess it's like all right, but. It's like, okay, Billy Zane can't really walk into the hotel because he got kicked out and, like, the seal has been made. But, like, somehow, telepathically, I guess he's a higher demon. He can infiltrate anybody. And it's just like, you just have to look at him and then he can possess you, apparently. like I feel like there's, like, this un- unsaid thing in the movie that, like, they have to be Sweet. compromised or, or weaker or yeah. something that, like... It has no actual rules because then they can just say like, oh, in this moment of weakness, someone was right. taken over. So like, yeah, essentially what you said, Robbie, just has to look at them. But I guess going with like the sex worker, going with like the drunk guy. like Yeah, See, I, 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 pretty I, evident. It would yeah. be because I'm the drunk guy. So I, yeah. I <laughs> Peter, you've been to that party in real I'm, life, though. <laughs> I'm the one drinking it. <laughs> That's the premiere party, right? When you come out That's and everyone's me. just like, hey, Peter, Peter, Peter. I'm, Peter. I'm, when he's I'm, like surrounded by the porn stars. I'm yeah. Sad. I'm sorry to say, but that's me. I, I'm the one I, I'd be possessed by. The We've people. all seen it. I know. Got the reruns, Peter. We know what's going on. But the whole thing uh, is like, I find it so cheesy at the end that the kid gets possessed through the fucking comic. Like, okay, yeah. Oh just... my god, this movie really does fall apart towards the end. And maybe it we does. should get there um, after this next break. Okay, we're back. It's Madrigal at the movies, and we're having a screaming good time uh, with Peter, go. Rob, and Rob. <laughs> I'm one of the Robs. You've made it this far. Why am I introducing ourselves? What the hell is going on? How many episodes in now? I think that. <laughs> I think he. T- I took. Yeah, I think he took your spot for the drunk guy. Now I think he. Yeah, took, hey. he, he took a big drink through the yeah, break and got possessed. Did. And now, guys, were you were you still holding on tight? By the time we get to the caves at the end of this movie. Oh, man. I, th- I think for me, nostalgia is what kicked in for me. And and obviously, like, I'm watching this movie, and I will say two things. One is, I think it's deserving of a remake uh, for many reasons, and I'll, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> no, 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 no. You mean a renaming. <laughs> I'm down for it to keep its name. I, I would just remake it in a different way. And And the other thing is there is something about this movie that I have to remember looking at it. I have to look at it with 1995 eyes and say like, actually for the time, this was actually pretty cutting edge in terms of its visual makeup effects and shit. Like, Oh, was, the effects are amazing. Yeah. Yes, I loved yes. it. Yeah. I like when the, when everyone, when they get possessed and then it change and it's like, you know, was, that was <laughs> no, cool. I like and the that. gore, like when that girl's arm gets ripped out, it, yeah. it looked great. You know, I, I, that was punches that cop through the face. Yeah, like, that was an awesome practical effect. I mean, not to mention the glowing green blood that like raises all the demons when those demons come out of the ground. That is yeah. awesome. And the eyes, the 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 demons' eyes, like when they all like have they all have these green glowing eyes, and that effect is just so well done. Like I that I remember that clearly. You know, wow. But they're easily taken down because like he's just, all you have to do is just shoot them in the eye and poof, and they're gone. 
Those are lesser demons. Okay. Which Billy Zane because explains. I mean, but but it just that can that was something else that confused me about this movie. It's like, oh, okay. First of all, number one, I can understand that he's a crack shot. He's been doing this for about a hundred something years. Right. Okay? He was a soldier. World War One. All right, I can take that. But all these demons just, oh, okay. Well, regular weapons will kill them. I thought it would have been something. I gotta bless my gun with the blood. You know what I mean? Ooh, that would have made yeah. more sense to me. Well, like but said, it's like, oh, it's just a gun, you know. Just well, like I think a, also I think the idea is that the wind, the eyes are the windows to the soul. So I think that's the I whole thing. No, no, I understand that, but just with regular weapons, I mean, like you know, yeah. might as well just be like, uh, I'm gonna take a sword. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it I just think bugged me. It, it's. Here's the thing. Is it like it perfectly fits all the rules for Tales from the Crypt? Yes. Not not amazing. Gruesome special effects. You know, fun weird puppetry. Characters. Weird characters. Horniness. Right, <laughs> um, right, right. Mystical stuff. You know, it's like <laughs> it checks every single box. The only box it doesn't check is that it's almost two hours long. You know, like that's not a Tales from the Crypt thing. So it is weird. And I wonder if that extra, you know, Peter, of course, you are the isolated group here, test subject, since you've never seen the show. But like, uh, but I do wonder if that like extra 15 to half an hour um, makes you start thinking about what you're watching more. (laughs) And then you're just kind of like, wait a second. I started thinking about what I was watching at the from from Go. From, but I mean, like you know, you start then you start thinking about those thoughts, and then they yes, start piling exactly. on each other, and you're like, wait a second. I mean, for, for God's sakes, my favorite scene. Can we talk about favorite scenes? Hell yeah, we're, my we're here. Scene, my favorite scene in the movie isn't even part of the movie. <laughs> oh wow! What the credits? <laughs> The opening where the girl's talking about uh, where that we got that sexy girl, you know, at the <laughs> right. beginning, and I'm just like, oh, hello there. This will hey. be interesting. And she's not even in the movie, and it was being uh, it was a movie being made. And I'm just like, ah, oh, she well, gets we can, we can... cut. All my all <laughs> my good, eye candy yeah. for the rest of the film is gone. I'm just like, oh, uh, and I got to the end. Willie and he, yeah, the drunk Willie guy's drunk guy yeah. gets. Oh yeah, that's true. Of, that's the titties my, in his face. Uh, I need those titties in my face tonight. No, uh, um, that was my second favorite part. I was like, oh, well, I'm, I guess I'm Willie then. I, I, I'll, I'll be Willie. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say though that this movie is absolute pulp. Like it's super. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. you took the words out. You know what I mean, and and that's sort of what it what it feels like. It feels like a mashup comic book from the day. Like, I I think that stylistically they made a lot of choices that work for it, and then there's a lot of things that obviously don't because they they probably were like, oh, what if we tried this and did this, and I don't know. Some '90s movies for me suffer a lot of that uh, because I guess people the audiences were different back then. Mm. But uh, I would taste change, you know, trends change. And I'm right there with you, you know. And I think that uh, I'll talk a little bit later about what I would do to remake this movie, because I think that it would be deserving and it would be a good movie. Technically, it's sort of already being remade. Are we going into? Yes, technically it is. Yes. Are we going into um, uh, Valerian territory here of what you would change or how would you do it? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Because I, I, I already think... know what I would change. Go for it. Uh, first of all, I, I I mentioned it earlier. I would put the entire movie into the Middle Ages. 
And instead of like, you know, like, oh, it's a key. No, it's part of like the Holy Grail or something. You know what I sounds, mean? Sounds like a movie someone's already writing. I know you. Yeah, I, I know. We know exactly what we're talking about. And uh, for anybody else that is interested, the audience loves it too. They well, love you might have to put it on Patreon, and you might have Ooh. to get a subscription to find out exactly what we're talking about. Maybe, maybe it's up to you. That's <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Magical at the Movies, where you'll also be able to see a video version of this podcast. There we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do love the idea of setting this there, Peter. Exactly. No, I would have made, like, you know, and this guy, like, you know, he's a demon knight. So you can go two ways about it. One, it could be a guy, a a, a special knight who who holds the Holy Grail and uh, is hunting demons. Or a literal demon knight who has to, who, 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 you know, wants to take down the human race or something. I don't know. One of those two. You know what I mean? Both are going to be. Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. Exactly. Spawn is a demon knight, isn't he? In a he sense, he yes. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I honestly, if I remade this movie, I wouldn't set it in the Middle Ages. Um, there's already a movie that's been written that's in the Middle Ages that sort of has this sort of same plot. I won't say too much more. But uh, the only other thing is, I would actually set it. I would treat it more like Terminator, like the original, like like where it's you know it's something where. It's set in the present, but there's an element of sci-fi in there. I would add the element of, of, of mysticism and fantasy in the sense that maybe, like you said, Peter, instead of him being a World War II guy, like it happened in the medieval ages and it's a night that has transcended throughout time. Or or he was there at the crucifixion of Christ and he's lived all this right. time. And it became and he's and he's a knight sanctioned by the Knights Templar who protect the grail or some shit. And then like He's gotten to the present and this ancient demon's been hunting him and they finally clash in this one moment and he has to pass it on. But yes. um, or That's like good. you said, like, like maybe he hasn't lived that long. Like I mean, he has passed it on, but like they've always been knighted in the sense that like the 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 sword, they have a carry a sword. He passes the sword on or whatever. And then uh, you still I like the idea of the of the rickety old hotel. Like I like that idea of it being out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's. If you think Terminator and you kind of incorporate elements like that, I think that you have a very successful movie on your hands and that you can do for not a lot of money in today's day and age. So mm. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Like, I like both of those ideas. I think this movie with like the what we have to work with, the things that if you take any of those ideas that you guys had, like there's too much time spent in the hotel, like fighting demons as silly as that sounds. Like <laughs> it could be like one battle, like one breaks in or something like that. And then once they establish themselves, uh, you know, the William Sadler character um, retells the first portion of the story, right? Like from Christ and all of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And then something happens in present day. And then they settle down. And he has to continue telling the story because like the story is what, gets to him passing on the key to the next person or yada, yada, yada. Cause tonight is the demon night as well. Uh, Cause you know, like all the stars aligned and whatnot. Um, we should have the demon night versus the green night. And that would be the epic clash wow. of ages. <laughs> there, wow. there you go. I want to see I, an audience member merge those posters. I, uh, I definitely enjoyed this night more than the other night, but, uh that being said though uh switch that for me (laughs) (laughs) um i think that this movie for 
just if you're a fan of horror movies, you you this is a movie like that's up your alley because it has to me like the quintessential elements of just cheese and like horror and gore and like wittiness in certain weird moments. Like it's, I think it's got something for everyone that becomes such a cult classic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that like the best thing that this can do for the three of us is make us go watch the old episodes again. And Peter, I honestly think if you start at the beginning of the show, like, it's not like something like Game of Thrones where you have to like see a story. It's like each episode is its own Twilight Zoney so sort of thing. Interesting. Yeah. And it yeah. and I think it would get you to like be like, ah, I see why they did this in the movie. Okay. You know, it might be like a fun hangout. And I'm gonna go finish the seasons I didn't watch last year. Like this makes me want to watch it. Now, <laughs> that being said, did you guys stay to the end of the credits? You mean oh, when, like when after cre- credits? Creeper yeah. got his head cut off? <clears throat> um, that, no, that when at the, the end crypt. Of the movie, but... Yeah. After the no, credits, it, you're talking about. After the credits, the Crypt Keeper announces the next um, yes. Tales from the Crypt movie, a movie that was never made. That's and right. I need, to, I need to get my hands on that script. Like, Bordello of Blood was the next Tales from the yes. Crypt movie. Oh. But he says, like, uh, a different film, which. Chris, drop in the clip here. Um, and yeah, that apparently got stuck in development hell. So let me ask wow. you this, though. Do we review Bordello of Blood behind the Patreon wall? Like, like, Because I feel like you can't... These two movies, although they have yeah, nothing to do with Yeah, I think we're going to have to do it on... On Patreon. Wait, isn't the Holy Grail or the whatever they call it, isn't it that in Bordello of Blood too? Yeah, the key. Yeah. the key. The key is also in Bordello. The key is in Bordello of Blood. Yes. No kidding. And yeah. that one has to do with because uh, I I did some reading. That one has to do with vampires. It vampires. does. And Dennis Miller and don't, Angie don't, Everhart. No, no, no. Dennis no. Miller's in it. No, 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 and it's and it's and it's actually I think <laughs> even CNF. more entertaining than Demon Knight. I'm not going to rant here, but uh, there's so much Dennis. blood in this Bordello that I could be uh, at the Overlook Hotel. You have me a Dennis Miller. <laughs> and he's actually like perfect for that movie. I, I, I won't say anything else, but hey, Corey Feldman's is, in it too. Don't forget that. It, we'll have that to review that true. behind the Patreon wall. It's, now. Uh, yeah. And, we'll, and we'll uh, what's his name? Sarandon. Uh, guy who plays. Sarandon? No, no, no. Uh, his, her husband that actually she took his name, her name from. Um, oh my God. He was in Fright Night and he played uh, Jerry, the vampire. Which is another great movie, by the way. Did I see? I don't see. I didn't see Fright Night. The original or the remake? Nope, neither. Rob. Me either. <laughs> never, wait a minute. Either neither of you have ever seen any of the two Fright Night movies. No, nope. and you were talking about Chris Sarandon. Um, Chris Sarandon, yeah. And I yeah. do think we. Oh my God, that's gonna have to get seen. those movies. Oh, yeah, we yeah. do need to see this. We've got a lot of stuff we can do. We've got uh, a lot behind, of stuff to watch, especially you know? behind the Patreon wall. When we can just put up the videos like this, people well, will love that shit. Well, um, here's, here's the question I'm gonna pose to you guys: <clears throat> Should I pick Screen Two and hold to that that I promised everybody I would do last year, mm. or should we do a Fright Night versus Fright Night? Judge Dredd style. I think 
Fright Night versus Fright Night is a fun public idea, and a Scream 2 behind the paywall might get us a little bit more behind the paywall action. I think that that's a good idea. And Fright Night versus Fright Night would be fun since we have done Dread v. Dread, like you yeah. suggested, Peter. And they're, I'm going to just preface this by saying they're both great. Yeah. They're both great. But are they very different? The overall story is the same. They are very different. I I. Because, I like them both equally for okay. different reasons because one is very 80s, right? Fright Night came out <laughs> in the 80s, and it's great for an 80s horror movie. Okay. And I think that the other one came out like 2011 or 2012, and it stars uh, Colin Farrell as Jerry and um, – oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name, but he passed away, unfortunately. Find out in yeah. the episode, everyone. It's, it, it's – they're both – fun as fuck so awesome we should i'm i so support of, that okay so one of those two reviews we're gonna put behind a paywall the patreon <laughs> yes and uh we've reached that point guys i think we've all given pretty much our clear thoughts on uh demon knight but uh Knathan. <laughs> i think we should um go around give our final thoughts and uh, after that, we'll do a little plugging of the things we'd like to plug. And then uh, we can call it a day and uh, everyone else can find out more because we've got a very special interview episode coming up that'll be out the week after this episode. We got to get to it. So here's all I'll say. Love it. Had fun. Uh, not going to eagerly jump to watch it again, but would suggest it for anyone who's not seen it and then say, Definitely go check out William Sadler's first episode of Tales from the Crypt because hmm. it's amazing. And I believe it's the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, That'd be great. Yeah. What about you, Peter? Um, it was entertaining in parts, <clears throat> the beginning and, uh, and, and Willie's little dream. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous but uh i know right i am i am ridiculous so if i remake this movie there's just gonna be a whole bunch of titties in there we one. go <laughs> but uh no i i found it very interesting in parts confusing in other parts and i did like um i enjoyed billy zane's uh overall performance i i i will I, I will counter that it was a little over the top i enjoyed it <clears throat> because he seemed to be the only one having fun with anything in the movie in this, you know, everyone else is kind of like just mouthing their lines. Uh, Billy Zane had a lot of fun with it. I was on board with having fun with him for the movie, but overall, I was disappointed in the fact that I was expecting something and I got something else. So cool. Mm. What about yeah. you? Or I guess I already went. So, Rob, your film, your choice, your last yeah. up here. So, the thing about Demon Knight for me is that it, it is a wonderful little sandbox of pulp. 90s horror-dom, right, if I could say that, that is reflective of a very successful show that, again, is pulp sandboxy horror-dom, you know, or horror-fest that, like, I think celebrates, like, that it doesn't have to be anything else that it needs to be. It is, I think that, you know, the fact that Billy Zane sort of embraced that and sometimes is sort of over the top, but in, like, a really well-leveled way, I don't know how else to explain that, um, you know, and you have all these weird, in, eccentric, weird characters and the, and the setting for, for warts and all, I think that it's, it's a very entertaining cult classic pulp movie that doesn't need to pretend to be anything greater than what it is. So 
I'll leave it at that. Boom. And no movie should pretend to be greater than it is. Not for <laughs> you, <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Green Knight. Green Knight. <laughs> Apparently it's Green Knight. <laughs> hey, no cops necessary. I don't need to hide what I think. I hate Mel Gibson. Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, if we got anything to plug, I bet it's going to be similar to last week, but uh, I will start. Everyone, if you liked Magic All the Movies, make sure to go to heavymetal.com slash podcasts where you can find our page where you can listen to every episode of Magic All at the Movies. We have yanked some episodes and they are behind the paywall now. So if you haven't heard any of our movie trivia episodes, get going to patreon.com slash Magic All at the Movies. Uh, they're hilarious. And we're starting to put up new things in there. We'll have mm-hmm. another shot trivia soon. If you want to hear more from me, uh, especially during the Halloween season, go check out Pumpkin Spice Podcast. It's another show I do with my friend Brittany where I only watch horror films. Uh, Rob, what do you got going on? Because you and I do a couple of similar things. Well, dude, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, You guys can also find me on twitch.tv slash phantom director, and that's director with a K instead of a C, so twitch.tv slash phantom director uh where we do a lot of fun things and no pun intended but pun intended (laughs) is that we're doing for the halloween season we're doing streams from the crypt which is going to involve a lot of halloween fun and uh exciting content so definitely tune into that and obviously you guys could always uh google uh all of my little projects and stuff under my name so rob federick and uh yeah yeah well as for me go follow me on instagram Peter underscore magical. And then of course, check out social happy hour at the time of this recording. We are on hiatus right now, but we will be doing our own little Patreon show. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see me try to find love in the next few months. So uh, yeah, you're going to have to check that out because uh, there'll be a lot of little shenanigans all over the country. So (laughs) stay tuned. Yeah. uh, You thought Peter's one true love was the cinema. You were mistaken. So we're excited for that, buddy. Uh, Yeah, and Rob, I'm excited for streams from the crypt. I'm going to find some horror games that we can have some crazy fun with. Oh yeah, that's uh, we always got the all uh, all time great phasmophobia for any of you guys that love any ghost hunting stuff and just watching us scream like babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's it's a great time. So. That's awesome. I'm going to awesome. Well, uh, Rob, you want to take us home since today was your choice. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, for Peter Madrigal and Rob Schultz, I am Rob Federick. This has been Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. Have a good one, guys. Woo! Later. Later.